Welcome to Off the Bounce. This is the NBA podcast that you did not know you needed in your life. I'm your host, Dijan, and as always, I'm joined by Viknesh. Hey, hey. And Nissan. What's going on, folks? And you know, I got your fun fact. And do you guys know, the Raptors are not only in the finals, but we are three wins away from the championship trophy. That's we- about the best fact that you've ever said in the history of the show. Really? Yay. 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 Wow. Wow. Uh, and very accurate. I'm very, glad you could send us the four. So we're keeping the fun facts. <sighs> we'll, we'll have to revisit it. this. Yeah, we'll have to revisit this. Okay. All right. um, guys, we're coming to you live off the side of a road in northern Iceland right now. And we have to give you our reaction to game one. We really want to record this after game one. But uh, we were quite exhausted, hit the bed, got some breakfast, and now we are ready, we are poised, we are satiated, and we are ready to talk about game one. So, Viknesh, let me start with you. Watching this game, looking at how the Raptors came out, how they played, how they uh, sort of adjusted to these Golden State Warriors, what were your thoughts seeing them play? My thoughts were, they came out a lot better than I expected. Like, we expected... The Warriors to be a little bit rusty because, you know, they had nine days off yep. and the Raps had four days off. We expected this game one to be a feel-out game. Nick Nurse went and played about nine guys, right? You know, Patrick McCaw got some meaningful minutes. Also, I expected, um, you know, Fred Van Fleet and Danny Green to kind of show to kind of show up even more. Fred Van Fleet already showed up. I just expected him to keep it going. Danny Green came out. Hit a three, has his first shot. You know, hit hit another contested three in the first quarter. Oh, I mean, I already knew it was going to be a good game when Danny Green was hitting those elbow threes. I already knew. But here's where here's where I really gave the Raptors um, a lot of credit was you can't stop Golden State. You can slow them down and make it difficult for them. And, you know, Curry got his 34. Clay got his 23. Sorry, tw- 23, I think 23 or 21. Um, and... You know, you're just going to have to run after them. But the craziest thing was the Raptors played some amazing pick-and-roll defense, yeah. right? Where yeah. they struggled a little bit was, I would say, on the offensive boards, right? Golden State, you know, the smaller team, got a lot of the offensive boards. Draymond, uh, Draymond yeah, Green, I think they had nine uh, offensive rebounds to R7. Yeah. Yeah, something and, like that. And, like, we're thinking, okay, how is this going to work? And then we also, my biggest question was, is DeMarcus Cousins going to be playable in this series? The man played eight minutes. So that shows you that. You know, Steve Kerr doesn't fully trust what he can do out there. Played him to start the second quarter, so he came off the bench. I thought that was a that was a bold move, and I thought that might be the Raptors' downfall. Mm-hmm. But man, did Marcus Saul show up? Marcus Saul showed up. Muy caliente. I mean, I was telling you, I was telling you, and I said in the last episode we recorded yesterday. I've been saying it since we picked him up. This was a huge addition. For the Raptors, it was gonna—it was really gonna show in the playoffs his experience, his playmaking ability, and his—you know—don't discount his ability to hit the three. You give him enough time, you saw that in the first quarter, in the early minutes, they gave him a—they gave him a space. They're like, "Oh, go ahead, shoot!" And he shot on them. He had two threes in the game. Really, really present. And again, a, a key player in a game where Kawhi Leonard wasn't your offensive focus, I would say. Nissan, watching the game, what were some of the takeaways for you? The biggest thing was Danny Green finally showed up, like you mentioned, Viknesh. I mean, it was about time. He was kind of overdue, but we all had the expectations. Like, the finals, Danny Green is something that we need, right? Mm. And he showed up. Everyone, The supporting cast behind Kawhi Leonard showed up. And to have Pascal Siakam have a career night, I mean, I think that's the talk of the day. That's going to be the talk up until game two. 
um, you know, get, I think it was career high in the finals, and he's amongst a list of like the legends of you know thirty plus points. I think five plus rebounds. Okay, so looking at last night's game, spicy P. What level of spice are we talking about? Are we talking about bell peppers? Are we talking about jalapeno? Are we going to ghost level? What are we talking about? We're right? going to like ghost level to like the 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 homeland of Sri Lanka, like all the spices. Oh shit! That, like y'all don't know what kind of spice is there, but oh my god, South Asian, South Asian spice. Get all that spice you can. Oh damn! Mix it up. I mean, that's the hot sauce that he brought. Yeah, I mean, he had a breakout game, and I don't think the Warriors were prepared for that. Um, you, you look at how their defensive switch is going on the other end, it looked like they didn't anticipate him giving them that much trouble uh, offensively. And, and you know, much credit to Siakam to not let the pressure get to him. He was saying, no, it's just another game and no big deal. And, you know, reporters were like, uh, is it really? And, no, he went out and he, he showed up. And to have Draymond Green, you know, guard him as well, who Draymond says he is the best defender, and to him so, like, he is one of the great defenders that we have in the league now, next to Kawhi Leonard, you know, reigning defensive player of the year. I mean, he showed up. He definitely showed up, and you know what I think the trick was? You guys know what happened? Mm-hmm. I think he was babysitting Fred Van Vliet Jr. Oh, the night before. Mm. I think that's what happened. No, I think he's the key to this. Fred Jr. <laughs> Fred Jr. Fred Jr. He's going to bring him into the game. Yeah. Maybe halftime. Halftime, just throw him around. I mean, not throw him around, but pass him around, wow, maybe. this guy wants to throw, throw around an infant? Come on, man. <laughs> no, Come on, man. Pass him around in the locker room every halftime, maybe, before yeah. the game. Yeah. Watching this game, you know, for me, uh, what impressed me the most uh, was the Raptors' ability to keep that momentum going, to not uh, get lackadaisical on defense. However, the second chance points is what really killed us. So when they did go up for this and, you know, miss those offensive rebounds or like maybe it's a tip off the basket or, you know, maybe it was tipped by someone else. Those second chance points, yeah, 20 for the Golden State Warriors. I think that's uh, something that we're going to have to fix really quickly because we can't allow that to happen, especially on the road. However, like you said, the pick and roll defense, uh, even the pick and pop defense that the Raptors are showing, really good. However... It did work for the Warriors. When when they were scoring, it was off a lot of these screens that, you know, Steph got back and got enough clearance to hit those screens. So I think when you look at that, Nick Nurse is going to have to talk to the team and try to address that more specifically for this Warriors team. I think they have way more experience, way more uh, a higher pedigree of executing this play that they haven't seen much in the Eastern Conference. Um, one more thing I want to talk about is it was, it was really refreshing to see Gasol... Green, Siakam, Vleet, all these guys show up in a night where Lowry and Kawhi didn't really have to have a stellar night. You know, it would have been nice, but if we're talking about winning four, or sorry, winning three more games, it's nice that these guys didn't have to put the team on their back. They can uh, they can rely on the shooting of their teammates and just facilitate the ball. Because we got listen, we got a win. Thanks to that crazy Gasol Siakam game. Like, if you're looking at this series and how we're going to win four games, we're going to need at least one game from those two. Okay, you could probably count Kawhi for two games. You know, Kawhi going nuts, absolutely destroying, and giving us two wins right there. And then next one, maybe a Lowry Van Vliet, you know, point guard, and then one off the bench, really going off for a win. So there's four, there's three more wins right there. I'm glad we got this sort of uh, monkey off our back where Gasol. And our lengthy, lengthy, spicy, South Asian spicy Siakam sealed the victory for us. There's three things that <clears throat> were the biggest takeaways for me from this from this game. Um, one was the Kawhi Leonard um, on the Kawhi Leonard on offense. 
the way that the gold, the way that the Warriors were throwing the double team at him smart. As soon as he got the ball, there was an on-ball defender, but there was always a help defender leaving the, their defender from the other side, from the other side of the wing or the other side of the from the other corner, and coming to be the help defender, mm-hmm. not double teaming him, but waiting to be the help defender, waiting in Kawhi Leonard's spots along the baseline. Right. Right. And then we know that going forward in the series, Kawhi Leonard will figure out a way to navigate that double team. Yeah. But that comes into point number two, the performance from Marcus Gasol. When Marcus Gasol was wide open, yeah, he hesitated on two threes, but he made them. And the key, the key to getting Marcus Gasol going that the Raptors did well was on offense. They switched him on to Steph Curry, so they, so they'd run, they'd run the ball screens, they run ball screens, do um, hand off the ball. Mm-hmm. Then Marcus Gasol would get the switch onto Steph Curry in in the post yeah, and or they deep don't, in the paint. And they don't have an answer for him. Right? Yeah. DeMarcus Carson, like you said, and he said, he can't be trusted right now. Um, he, he, he feasted on the Warriors. So, I mean, this comes to my critical question of the episode. Uh, was Marcus Gasol eating an all-you-can-eat buffet at Mandarin or was it one of those cruise buffets, you know, where you sign up, you have the all-inclusive cruise? Which buffet was he feasting on? Ooh. I think it's I think it's got to be Mandarin because he went back for doubles and triples, man. Ooh, he hit that Mandarin MSG. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Just a little bit of Mandarin. I okay, think. you yeah, know when they got that when they got the snow crab special going on, he just yeah. went in there just oh. saw ooh slurping them crabs. He's like to end off the 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 first half, like he just they just handed the ball off, quick hand off Siakam, dumps it into him, just. No hesitation, yeah. turns around, yeah. just a light little fadeaway shot over Steph Curry, like, baby. Oh, baby yeah, food. just like, eat, eat, eat the sandwich yeah. right here. Yeah. Eat the sandwich right here. And now, for the last point. Mm. During the regular season, when Fred Van Fleet was guarding Steph Curry, he scored zero points in those two games. Right. In this game one, on 39 possessions in the game, Fred Van Fleet guarded Steph Curry. And Steph Curry scored a total of four points. Mm-hmm. Four of his 34 points yep. came from 39 possessions where Fred Van Fleet was guarding him. Mm-hmm. I think the key to this to locking down Steph is having that pesky Fred Van Fleet who's willing to run and run and run yep. along yeah. with Steph yep. Curry. Yep. So you're telling me Fred Van Vliet is the Curry stopper. Mm. He's the show stopper. I mm. think so, man. Sorry, Fred Van Vliet Sr., yeah, is the Curry oh, stuff. he's yeah. a senior now. Fred Van Vliet is one of those retired octogenarians from the U.S. that has all that money and starts traveling the world, but really, really, really watches what his, you know, uh, what he's putting in his diet. No curry for him. No curry, no curry for him. Okay, it's all the Western diet. Even if he's in Tokyo, Japan, or Iceland, please just give me those bacon, eggs, and sausage. I don't want no acid reflux syndrome. No curry for me. No, 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 no. I found that interesting because. Obviously, you would think that, you know, with another point guard. Like, you saw Damian Lillard struggle to keep up with Steph Curry in the conference finals. But I think what's happening here is that, you know, you know Steph Curry can either outrun you like that. Or if you're a smaller guard, like, he's going to take you off the dribble or something. But I think Fred Van Fleet just, just like, let me just let me just play tag. And let mm. me just run after him. Mm-hmm. And as long as you just make it hard for him, fight through screens, yep. you're good. Okay. You know, doesn't rely on the help. Yep. I think... I think that's the key to the series. Just make it tough. You're not stopping the Warriors. You're, there's no way you're stopping them. You just make life hard for them, and you live for, you live with the results. This is a public service announcement. I'm going to say this right now. All the non-believers of the Raptors, you better believe now. You better believe now. That's all I'm saying. We're up 1-0. Have some belief. That's mm-hmm. it. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, this is we gotta address the elephant in the room. All these people that were saying, "Oh, we don't stand." It's great that we made it to the finals, but we don't stand a chance against the Warriors. We're probably gonna get beat. Well, we're not getting swept. All those people that said we we're gonna get swept, we ain't gonna swept now. That's an impossibility. Hear me again. That's an impossibility. All right, we won one one game already. This is the game that needed to be won because everyone thought Kevin Durant was coming back. Kevin Durant is not coming back for game two. That is confirmed, right? Another opportunity at home to protect home court advantage. And we've shown them, we've shown them that not only can we beat them, we can beat them when we're not even at our best. You know, our best, that's when Lowry and Kawhi are going off. They're leading the frontier. They're facilitating the ball. We're not giving them that many second chance points. The switches on defense are a little bit better. Right, Lowry's not the one that's defending Steph. You have something else, uh, someone else, ideally there, and I think that's what Nick Nurse is going to focus on going into Game Two. Now, moving into Game Two, I have a question for you. Does this put more urgency on KD having to come back for Game Three, Game Four? Like, is does Steve Kerr go, okay, we need KD back if we're going to win the series? No, I think uh, you know they're veterans. They came back uh, from you know. A lot of these games where they thought they were down and out, you know, even against Houston, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they've they felt they've faced adversity before. I think they're very poised, and I think that they look at this and they're like, okay, we just have to steal one home game. It's a long series. They're not concerned. That being said, I don't think they're gonna push KD to to return unless he wants to. I think you know Steve Kerr looks at this and he asks him, "Are you ready to play? Are you good to go?" Because he knows he's a competitor. Right? Everyone talks about KD's probably going to sit out, all that kind of stuff. I think at the end of the day, KD's going to do what's best for KD. And what that means is that if he has a chance to play and win, he's going to do that. He has no doubt that he's the best player in the world right now. Even though everyone looking at the playoffs will tell you Kawhi arguably has been the best player in these playoffs. Right? Um, I, I think it's just going to be a, a conversation of, are you ready? Are you good? Do you feel 100%? Okay, let's play you. If you're not 100%, they're not going to play him. Since we're looking in ahead into Game 2, you know, we've seen Game 1, Drake showing up with the Del Curry jersey. For those that didn't know, no, it's not a Steph Curry jersey with the Raptors logo. It's Del Curry. What do you think his next troll move would be for Game 2? I got Ooh. my pick, but let me hear yours no, first. No, no, I want to hear yours first. you got to give us time to think, man. All right, Go I'll on. give you some time. So my next pick, I mean, I think he's going to show up with the Aisha Curry cookbook. Ooh. And sit there on the sideline. You just see it with just a book? Which, which Aisha Curry's cookbook. Okay. Is, she, is she a Toronto gal, man? I know. Toronto That's going to be the biggest troll. Okay, okay. Um, I think he has a little bit more class than that. I don't think he's going to go for the wifey. I think that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, he was talking a little bit of uh, trash to Draymond Green. I think it's going to be a Draymond Green troll. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I, it's it's going to be a Draymond Green related thing. This is going to be a tough one. I think he's going to rock. Oh, I, don't, no, I don't even know, man. I don't know. That, 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 just, Del, Curry, that Del Curry jersey. Just was, think about it. Just think about it. It was a big move, man. He's always gonna, there's always going to be a reference there. It's, uh, it's happening. What is it going to be? Maybe he's going uh, to rock some Under Armour. I don't know. Checks over. No, um, he's never. He's never gonna put that. Come nah, on, he's not gonna support nah. them like that. I, I see the. I see the Draymond thing happening because he was selling. Uh, what was it? Steph Curry's hair lint or whatever that yeah. he took yeah. off of yeah, him. Yeah, he picked I, a piece of lint from Steph Curry, put it on eBay, and now it's going for like eighty six thousand dollars US under the under the username of what Draymond shouldn't wear number twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Maybe. I feel like there's a Draymond Green troll that might yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of answered it in terms of what they need to do for Game 2. Let me ask you guys this question. We'll sort of end it off on this. What do the Raptors need to do for Game 2 to ensure victory? Ooh. The boards? Finding, Ka- uh, finding Kawhi more opportunities as offense. And then getting the supporting cast, who's actually who's playing really well, a lot more opportunities on... Like the breakdowns and in the like within the second unit. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's definitely the rebounding for sure. If we can control the offense and defensive boards, we're gonna control the game, right? Slow the pace down to our point. Let them play our game. We don't want to play their game. Yeah. Right. We don't want to be having having Steph Curry. We know that Steph Curry is gonna be looking for a shot, chasing him around. We got to keep an eye on that, as long as and with Clay Thompson as well. That's the two two biggest things. We can't get them going. Once they get going. It's going to be hard to stop any shooters. And the biggest thing is the supporting cast has to show up. Because yeah. we don't know. Like, we know that Kawhi Leonard is a superstar. He will find his shot. He will, you know, get his buckets. But the supporting cast has to be there because he alone can't just carry us to another win. Yeah. I, th- I think if Nick Nurse is looking at this, uh, what I what I think might be going through his head is let's get our stars and our superstars scoring a little bit more. I think that the offensive rebounds need to be controlled and those second-chance points need to be tightened up because we're looking at a game where the Warriors had 16 turnovers, okay? You call that nine days rest of rust. I don't think that's going to happen again. I don't think it's going to happen again unless we are making that happen. Uh, But you're going to have to anticipate that not happening and going our way again. So with that in mind, I think uh, those adjustments there and also the switches. I think we were very good, but I think there's room for improvement these switches off the pick and roll where we can tighten up a little bit and force some turnovers on that end. It was good. I think there's room for improvement if you're looking at how the Raptors play defense. It's funny that you mentioned slowing the pace down. What happened in game one was the Raptors did not slow the pace down. Because yeah, the Raptors really. the Raptors really. have... Uh, Spicy P got a lot of his opportunities running out in transition. Fast break points. A lot of fast break points. And what that came with was in the second half, we tightened up, we grabbed boards, and allowed the Raptors to run. Because, you know, nobody, everybody, it's funny because everybody thinks slow down the pace on the Warriors and make them work for their buckets. But it's don't give the Warriors opportunities and exhaust them so that they don't get to score as many points. Because at half, we were up by 10, and the Warriors were on pace to score 94 points. The Warriors averaged 110 points a game in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And they were on pace to score... 94 points. Yeah, you. Yeah, that didn't end up happening. They scored uh, like 108 or sorry, 102. I, I I believe. But in the end, when you limit the Warriors scoring like that, yeah, and you take it to them like that, with a team like the Raptors who can run, yeah. we have players that can run. Yeah, then the Warriors are in trouble. Yeah, watching the game, it's like they didn't necessarily look to slow down the game unnecessarily. They're like, no, we're gonna make you work on each possession. So they worked fast both on on both ends of the court. Raptors looked to score and exploit them where they could. Those explosive moments with Siakam, Spicy P, going around Draymond Green, um, or, you know, uh, getting the advantage of the switch and then switching off onto Steph and then getting the easy two buckets right there. And then on the other one, they were coming back, really frustrating them, really frustrating them, making them work, not necessarily allowing them to slow down. And, you know, people were worried about Gasol getting back on defense. Listen, at the end of the day, you know, when you have the length of a Kawhi with a, a Danny Green with a Spicy P, you can afford a few seconds for him to come back and linger in and then, you know, set his uh, set, set his screen, right? Well, not a screen, but like set his position, I guess you could say. 
when you watch when you watch the game, they they made a concerted effort to pick up Steph before half court or right at half court. At yeah. least hedge him at half court so yeah. that he doesn't get that quick dribble and he can pull up from 30. Yeah, yeah. They hedged him. It's funny to say, like, those scramble. easy 30, 40 footers. You know? Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, with Steph, you don't think those are easy shots. But for him, it is. And they didn't give it to him. They didn't give him those, you know, easy three-pointers for him. They made sure that the, the, the distance was closed and it was going to be two points at best as much as possible. They took the ball out of Steph's hand, forced him to, to run around, come back for a three. It just made him work. Yep. And as the game waned, obviously, Andre Iguodala wasn't much of a factor. Yeah, he, he stepped like, out of the fourth quarter. Yeah, Like, past playing defense on Kawhi. Draymond Green was taken out of the offense, and his only role was really playing defense on Kawhi. Yep. And you know what? We'll live with Clay and Steph taking yep. the bulk of the shots that way. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Cool. Thank you all for listening. This has been exciting for us. Uh, game game two tips off on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, we'll be on a plane back to Toronto during that game. So we'll start, we'll see if we can get a follow-up uh, a couple days after or at the very least after game three in, uh, in uh, Oakland. Uh, but thank you. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow at the Risky Fox on Instagram to keep up with all our adventures. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Let's go Raps. <laughs>